It is something Soweto on SFM 104-107 nationwide. Omama Bomtandazo. This is how I want to introduce this incredible human being. Lesego Simeña, otherwise known as Les, the chef, joining us on the line as we profile him and all that he has done and all that he's about. Ndada Simeña. Uh, should should I say or would you like to guess why I decided to introduce you with that song in particular? Hey, I know you like uh, you like things that come less feels when I'm unprepared for them. Okay, so when I, <laughs> like the conversations that we've had, every single one, I was unexpecting. I wasn't expecting anything. Um, it's always against the norm. So I'm going to let you explain why. It's not because it's something Soweto and I'm a kid from Soweto, is it? No, it's not, actually. It's not. <laughs> it definitely isn't. And and you know the, the reason why I'm playing it, and it's a deeply personal one. And I know yeah. even more so personal for you. I, I played it deliberately, um, Auti, because of honoring your mother. Oh, wow. That is why. You're no, going to get me emotional before we even begin. We've begun. <laughs> We've begun. And, you, you know, on, on, on the real and beyond the emotions, which are important, so I think uh, one of the things that some of us have appreciated over, you know, the past few years in, in tracking your story has been, firstly, the love of family that's come across, but also the strong, strong hand influence of of your mom as well in the journey that you have walked to where you are today so for me it was just important from the get-go to just honor your mother and thank her where she is um and resting thank her for the the person that you are today so thank you very much bro as a start thank you thank you for for that as well um well having said that uh, i remember when my book was released and i got a phone call from a certain uh well, guy who I'm speaking to on the radio, and he handed the phone to his mother, who thanked me for my book. So as much as I'm equally emotional about my mother, uh, the person I'm speaking to right now is even more emotional than I am about that. So I understand it comes from a deep place, and thank you for that. Yeah, no, most definitely. And, and you know, about your story, oh, man, I don't, know, I don't know where one can even begin, but... You, I was thinking of being 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 silly about it and and talking about you know from process engineer at the IQ Business Group to cooking makwenya, but it's much deeper than that. You you've you've walked quite a journey, and what I wanted to focus on beyond um your your achievement, but I want to focus on the 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 power of making a choice as a person that I want to live my passion. And if you're hearing the story of Les Osamina for the first time, I would appreciate that you go and, you know, go and check out Lester Chef, go and get, get the book, Dijo, and we'll touch on that as well before we run out of time. But okay. let's, let's talk about the decision, what it takes to make a decision of, I'm doing nine to five, but actually this is my passion and I'm going to pursue it. And now you're living that dream. Hey, um, where do I even begin? I, I grew up during the end of apartheid, so it was during the Deza, Kodesa, and 
um, the tear gas and the curfews and Nicholas in Kosovo. Um, I grew up in We moved to Protea North and then Naledi, Orlando, Deep Blue. So we moved around quite a bit within Soweto itself. So I got to experience the vibrancy of it. Uh, and then on the other hand, I got to experience um, the, um, the belief your family puts in you when they send you to good schools. They expect you to become something. Um, they expect you to have a label attached to your name, Dr. Mang Mang or a lawyer, especially if you're intelligent. I was a nerd at school, so I had the good marks. So what happened, I went to VETS and I qualified as a process engineer and I got a job. And you work in the nine to five, you're earning a good salary, you're in your um you're in your twenties and you're earning a crazy amount more than your parents and you're supposed to have been made in life. But you're told no, you've arrived now. You just need to find a wife and Ubelebana and that's it for the rest of your life. But I realized after five years, in my sixth year as an engineer and consulting to these big corporates, that I wasn't happy. I wasn't living um, day to day, waking up with a smile, being excited to get to work. Um, though on Mondays, I'd go to the doctor and I'd ask for a sick note. And on mm-hmm. one particular Monday, the doctor said to me, no, we're not actually, you are depressed. You have clinical depression. And that's the beginning of this leadership story, actually. And that's where it became what it is now. I quit that job. And my parents, my mom particularly, were supportive of all our dreams. I can't sing. Like that song you're playing, I was singing in the background. Mm. But I would have scared everyone if I was on air. And my mom was the type to tell you, no, man, be Nangwanaka. And she was always supportive of everything um, we got up to. And when I told her, look... I can't do this thing. I may be earning a good salary, but I'm not happy. She understood. And mm. she said, look, you can go chase any dream you want as long as you understand you're taking this crazy idea and you are jumping on your own. You have to man up and accept that this is something you have to do on your own. And that was the catalyst that pushed me to to go full throttle with the dream. You... you to to quickly just rapidly run through then the journey itself from you know the the Pru Leith Chefs Academy to the you know having being a personal chef to certain uh, families working you know Rich and Branson business and whatnot and all that you have done you could have in terms of being a chef you could have gone a different route when it came to you presenting yourself as a chef to the rest of us yeah. and you chose to go back home and through your book, DJ and being very deliberate around the title itself, but in terms of the recipes and what you decided to cook, why was it important for you to represent you when you could have gone, you know, a different route? I mean, you talk about taking snobbery out of food, but you could have gone the snobbery route and I suppose to some degree still continue to live your dream. I think what helped um, Kogic was that I chased my dream at an older age. I was 26, so I knew who I was. Um, I knew what I wanted. And I've, I'm a fully qualified fine dining chef. But when I started sharing my fine dining plates and those fancy gastronomy, molecular gastronomy plates on social media, people ask, okay, where's the rest of the meal? And then it dawned on me, actually, the food I make is not for us. It is to impress foreigners and the upper upper class, and people can afford that. And I'm, I mean, I grew up with it. Our food is filled with stories. It's filled with nostalgia. It's full 
of soul. And I didn't find that represented on the food I was making and the food that is served in fine dining. And I decided, no, I can't do this. I need to start firstly educating the market I want to speak to. That's where taking the snobbery out of food came from. I started explaining when something is written in French, this is what it means. Don't be scared to go to these restaurants. We need to pull that industry up. But then I also started taking our cuisine and showing people that our food isn't only 47 colors on a Sunday. You can twist it. You can make a beautiful plate of food. You can make it look fancy, but you can still make it taste like home. And that is where the concept of what I am doing right now came from. That's where I started honing um, the kind of chef I wanted to be. We need to be selling our cuisine to the world. Mm. We can't be um, well, inviting foreigners to our country and then serving them the same food they get back home. And we need to be pr- I'm proud of our, our roots. Because this thing that once um, you're living in the suburbs, we we start uh, assimilating and we start forgetting where we come from. And I wanted to change that and give a different point of view as a uh, South African chef. We're in conversation with uh, Lesero Semenya, and um, as as he touches on uh, not forgetting where we come from and assimilation, it reminds me of yet another topic I want to explore with him and his relationship with a certain dog by the name of Porridge. And we'll continue in the next few uh, seconds or so. Uh, please feel free with the few minutes that we have left, if you've got any questions, comments, maybe, you know, some nice words, kind words you'd like to uh, put to Lesero. Call us now, 011-714-2006. It is 20 minutes past nine. The Meeting Point, Wednesdays and Thursdays, 8 to 10 p.m., only on SAFM. The Meeting Point on SAFM. That is where we are with a few minutes left. We continue in conversation with uh, Chef Lesero Semenya. And if at all you've got questions for him, uh, maybe some <laughs> some advice you seek. I see a couple of people already on Twitter uh, tweeting about Marquena. <laughs> Lesero, it's almost like this is what you is this is this what yeah. you're known for. <laughs> you know, if I was to pass away, I'll probably be haunting people. Gamakwenya. It was everything everyone asked me about in lockdown video. I even made a YouTube video of how to make Marquena properly because people are fascinated with that round shape, Gamakwenya. The beautiful thing, and I want to talk about porridge before we run out of time, but one of the, yeah. the, 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 the beautiful things that I saw during lockdown, let's say, is the, the, a number of, of us who went to individuals such as yourself through your book, Dijon and others, to, to actually start cooking. And we're seeing you know, a whole lot more more men, more guys yes, yes. actually ending up in the kitchen, even though when one looks at the chef or the culinary industry, it's dominated by men as chef. But uh, the everyday man like myself, uh, we're spending a whole lot more time in the kitchen. I did it deliberately. I mean, you know, I'm covered in tattoos um, and I'm a biker and I love my sports. So there's this idea that if you are a black man, that you shouldn't be in the kitchen. So mm. I deliberately tried to create an image where, yeah, when you look at me and the way I behave, you can say, yo, man, that's a manly man. But I'm going to tell you how to make a pretty cupcake. We need to get this thing out of our heads that 
certain domains are only for men, others are only for women. And I love animals. I love dogs and I love being with my dog. So during lockdown, just before lockdown, I went and adopted a little puppy um, from the SPCA and I like porridge. Porridge is homely. It reminds me of home. You know, in winter, when they make either um, mm-hmm. or um, it just reminded me of growing up. So I was like, I mean, a dog is there to give you warmth. So I named my dog Porridge. And yeah, I've been sharing him on social media. I think he's more famous than I am, actually. I think so, too. And also what, what I find to be a very interesting uh, challenge of, of stereotypes, let's say, Besides your tattoos and, and everything, you're a black guy cuddling up with a dog. <laughs> because, no, really, think about it. I mean, you know, you're from somewhere, Tom, from Pretoria. The idea of a dog is like, get danger, get CB, and they're outside yeah. there playing. And you're out there putting putting little bibs on the dog and taking photos. And the level of affection between you and your dog, it's not uh, so it took I, eh? Yeah, uh, I think it's one of the problems of my mom, actually. Um, we grew up in a family of boys, but my mom kept on telling us she wanted girls. So we had to learn how to do housework. We had to cook with her. We had to sew our shirts when they were torn, if a button came off. So we didn't have a stereotypical um, childhood of boys. My dad didn't interfere and say, hey, give us your money. She let my dad, my mom, actually just raise us the way she wanted. So we didn't have that stereotype of you meant to do this, you meant to do that. So to me, I was like, I need to just embrace it, especially after my mom passed. I was like, ah, screw it, I'm going to become who I am. I'm, I have no shame in who I am. And luckily, um, there are actually quite a lot of people out there who are exactly the same. I think we're just hiding because we don't mm. get those kind of images in in society. In conclusion, and taking on a bit more of a, of a serious tone to um, our conversation, Lesor, oh. um, you have, of course, through your cooking, through your book, through your sharing of porridge, you've, you've brought a lot of light into our lives. Um, oh, thank you. And got some of us to, to you know, challenge ourselves on certain things. But what is your take on where we are as, as young people, fairly young people in, in, in the country? and some of the challenges that we confronted with? Because I know you also hold certain views. Yeah. Um, I share my opinion on everything. I don't hold back. And as young people, we are very opinionated, but we're not very action-oriented. We will complain and we will shout. That's why when Amphismas 4 happened, and actually there was action, and they went and confronted the issues. I was very proud of that, and that's what I believe we should be. I mean, when we talk about June 16, ironically, just a few weeks' time, we'll be celebrating or commemorating June 16. The youth actually went out there and made changes. And I try to be the change that I can in the spaces that I am in. For example, every year there's a South African chefs competition, and you'll only find one or two black chefs on that list of 30. And mm. we don't speak up, but what I've chosen to do is speak up, whether it affects my career or not whether I get black um, black out of um, the system by my fellow chefs, I don't care. As long as it's for the greater good and for the future, I feel that we need to stop being scared that certain things might happen if we speak up or make certain announcements of certain things. We just need to make that change that we want to see, and that's the belief I have.
Why was it important for you the other day to challenge that event held by the Minister of Tourism that was featuring uh, her and Somizi cooking? Uh, uh, There's this thing where certain careers are seen as hobbies that aren't taken seriously. Um, And one of them, unfortunately, is my career as a chef. And we only have certain departments that look after us. Department of Tourism, even though tourism covers a big spectrum, every hotel has chefs. Every um, place that you stay besides Airbnbs and places like that all have chefs. So we fall within that department. We also fall within arts and culture. But we never represented, we never spoken of, we never given, uh, we never championed by other ministers. And I felt if no one is going to speak up and challenge the system and challenge these ministers, um, then, yeah, it's never going to change. And I felt that I needed to speak up. After lockdown, so many restaurants have shut down. So many places have chefs that are just sitting at home. There are chef graduates every year coming out of these schools. And to qualify as a chef, you have to do time at a hotel or a restaurant. And because these places are shut down, there's no place for these kids to go and finish their graduation um, requirements. And our minister is having an event with a celebrity and doing a cook-off. And we need to speak up and challenge these things. And that is where I was coming from. It wasn't a spite towards um, I'm so easy towards celebrities who cook on TV. But I want to show that we are a professional um, career choice as well. We need to be seen in that light too. Mm. In conclusion, I need you to speak to parents whose children, child, son in particular, says, I want to be like that guy. And they don't take it seriously. They don't see it as <laughs> anything to, to, to write home about. Speak to that parent in conclusion. Uh, I should speak to the child, actually, not the parent. Ah. Um, I always say to kids who see me and say, hey, I want to be on TV, I want to do TV shows like you do, that that is not the goal. You need to first love cooking. You need to first believe that you can make a career out of it. And then you have to start at the very bottom. It's taken me 12 years since I, I started where I was at the very bottom, cleaning plates. I wasn't even allowed to cook at the beginning. So you need to have a real passion for it and then don't change who you are. Um, they have examples now. Luckily, we didn't have examples. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have all these food shows. That's why I say I want to speak to the kids now. I think the mm-hmm. parents are starting to understand that, okay, this is an actual profession. They see what they're catering at events. So I don't need to speak to them now. It's the kids who go into these schools thinking they're going to become celebrity chefs and they realize it's actually hard work. You're really going to work crazy hours. In the beginning, I was working 18, 16, 18 hours a day. You need to really love this. And you need to have a goal in mind. And if you do have that and you stay true to who you are, you can do anything with it. You can work anywhere with this. I mean, food is eaten all over the world, so mm. you can travel with it as well. Um, but now, luckily, they have examples of what they can do as well. My brother, we appreciate you making time. Thank you very much for honoring me on the meeting point. Much appreciated. We appreciate you for all that you are. Thank you. Thank you. Well done on the show. Congrats again, my brother. Thank you very much. Um, on Twitter at Les the Chef. Um, go and get the book, Dijo. And also go to Twitter and find out a bit more about Porridge. I don't know if he's got his own 
Instagram account. I think it does. Who knows? But that is where we conclude the meeting point for this evening. Back once again next week, Wednesday at 8. Thank you very much to the team. Let's all appreciate it. Thank you to Phineas and thank you to Lilford as well. Have a good evening.